Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Madeline Davies. I'm your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. And today, we're doing something a little different. A little different. Because sometimes... Life comes at you fast. Sometimes (laughs) life comes at you fast. And maybe the guests you wanted didn't work out. Mm -hmm. That that happens sometimes. you forgot to book a guest. Sure. Or you didn't have the foresight you should have had. Sometimes you just want to talk to an old friend. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what we're going to do is we're going to do kind of this like pop culture uh, grab bag instead and that Megan and I have both written down topics that we either want to talk about Mm -hmm. and are not fully fleshed out or just random pop culture ephemera that we're going to try to speak compellingly about. It's going to be like debate, like high school debate. It's sort sort of of like a roulette this is a roulette. This is this is like an improv. This is also like testing our skills as um, speakers. And also just like our, our pop culture knowledge. Right. Like our credentials for actually um, hosting this podcast. Because I'll say one of the things I wrote down, I don't know anything about. I forgot what I wrote down already. So we're doing great. We're doing <laughs> <laughs> But Megan, can yes. you tell me how you're actually doing? Oh my God. Yes, it is Autumn outside in New York City. Fucking fall, baby. It is actually a little colder than I anticipated. Aside from that, which I'm enjoying, there is a huge hole in the ceiling of my apartment. What? Water started leaking out from the two pipes in the hallway on Sunday. Then it stopped leaking, which was fine. Then <laughs> two large holes developed in the ceiling. I had a very brisk conversation with my super about it. Someone is fixing it. But during this conversation with my super, he was like, oh, you look very pretty today. And I was like, thank you, Kazak. I'm on my way out the door. Thank you so much. And he was like, why no boyfriend? My super and I have this conversation once every four months or so. Yeah, that must make you feel so good about yourself. <clears throat> yep. And I was like, you know, a good man is hard to find, Kazak. And then he started telling me about like all these other people and like other apartments. Like they all have good jobs and they're all like great women, but like they don't have boyfriends. You're just like preaching to the choir, like, man. Kazak, listen. Listen, I know I'm a fucking catch, but right now I have to get my keys and uh, go to go to the train. So yeah. thank you. So that was my that was my morning. How That's are you? Amazing. I'm, I'm doing okay. Good. I got these really good edibles. <laughs> um, <laughs> all I do is I take like a tiny like little, a little nibble, a little slice. They're gummy, so I take like a little tooth scrape yeah. of them, and yep. it just like suddenly I think that I'm having all of the best ideas. Yeah, and I'm just like. Popping off like, and I'm like, everything I think I is so funny. I so am I like smart. tweeted like ten times oh, last night. Jesus, and I was just Alrighty. like, what am I even doing? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. In the morning, you're like, I don't know if that was that funny. If it works, it works. It worked, but I watched like almost all of Haunting of Hill House oh, you did? by myself. Oh my god, are you okay? Because I felt like bold. Mm, this is a little, that's really bold, and it was scary. Is it um, a series or is it just a movie? It's a series. Oh, it's on, a series? On Netflix. This is funny because one of our, our very kind iTunes comments was like, all these girls do is talk about what they watch on Netflix. And I was like, I don't think we've ever talked about that. That's what we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have complicated lives. Sometimes they're not so complicated. This is maybe, I don't know. One of those days. One of those days where our lives are just simple. But yeah, it's a series. And it's pretty good. Dutch Bay, Michael Huisman is in it. I Mikiel. Love my, oh, I love him. Yeah, like, and one of the from things... From Treme and other shows that I can't... From Treme and Game of Thrones. That's right. And Age of Adeline. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, like, really brilliant thoughts last night mm. is I was like, is he the Dutch Adam Driver? Whoa. And then I was like, yeah, he is. 
Wow. But now I am not so sure. Okay. I'll look into it. Just think about it. I'll think about it. I mean, it's not so much. It's it's not an appearance thing. It's a vibe thing. And maybe a little bit appearance because they're both, uh, and and I say this in in the nice way, like they're both pretty schnozzy, you know? They are schnozzy. And I say that as someone who likes a schnoz. Love a schnoz. What's not to love about a schnoz? But things are not going so great for everybody, (gasps) as we will soon discover. We will. In the dirtiest dirt of the week. Ooh. Wash your hands. <laughs> Maddie, I believe we have to settle a bet. If you pass me my bag, I can do it on air. Oh my God, hold on. Okay, thanks. <laughs> While Maddie fetches my purse, some news occurred this weekend. On Sunday night, I was at a dinner party when the news broke, and I interrupted the dinner party with this news, and everyone was like, okay. It pains me to say that Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande have ended their engagement. Oh, God. It lasted for four months, and per the bet that we made on Dirtcast whenever. Do you want to bet money on it now? Uh, yes, I will bet money on this. I'll bet you $5 and a pack of gum. It's my standard bet. Do we want to bet on like whether or not they actually will get married? I think... Because they just got engaged, you know? I think they will be broken up in a year. You think it will just be said and done in I one calendar so year? maybe they'll get married very quickly. Okay. And then they'll have to divorce within that year. Okay. Or maybe they will break up before any wedding ever happens. But either way... Deadline is one year. Okay, and I will bet that they will make it past a year. God, imagine <laughs> having two fucking morons yeah. on a podcast debating whether or not your relationship is going to last more than a year. It's a terrible thing. Okay. Deal or no deal? No, deal. Deal. I owe Maddie five dollars and a pack of gum. As everyone uh, lets this information fall upon them, I'm retrieving a crumpled $5 bill from my wallet. She is. And a pack of Dentine Ice Arctic Chill. Well, you didn't let me choose the gum. I did not. Know, I, know, know, I don't believe that was part of the bet, <laughs> ma'am. Um, don't let me get my bubblicious. I didn't. I, you know, I'm not familiar with your gum preferences. But no, this is there great. Thank you. Is, it's a 40-minute fresher breath situation on the That's front. Lovely. This is a hard situation for me. Okay. Walk me through it. Because I wanted, I wanted them you to did. succeed. You did. I love love. Right. We what, both love You know what love. I love more than love what? is being right. <laughs> I um I knew that. I hate being wrong, but I'm so often wrong that one would think I would get used to it by now. Right. Here's some details. Uh, according to TMZ, sources close to the former couple tell us AG and PD split this weekend with both parties acknowledging that— it was Wait, so- it says AG and PD in the TMZ yeah, report? Yeah, that's a cool— yeah. That wasn't just you abbreviating. No, 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 that's that. Yeah, that's from TMZ. It is Is that fucking funny. weird? Yeah. It said— both parties acknowledging that simply was not the right time for their relationship to take off. We are told the two still have love for each other, but things are over romantically. So the news broke on Sunday, October. TMZ, it was so breaking that they couldn't even take the time to write to like out write their full names. <laughs> or even just their last names. Sure, sure. Or even their first names. I mean, they had, 
you know, they really they really had to get this up there. Yeah. They were spotted at SNL the night before. Ariana was there supporting Pete. But weren't they like canoodling too? They were canoodle. They were like, yeah, they weren't acting like two people that had um <clears throat> that had called off their engagement. Shortly after the news, this is my favorite. There, someone started a GoFundMe that was called "Keep Pete Davidson Off the Streets." Oh my god, <laughs> it's so real. Um, it when I looked at it after I, when I saw it, I clicked on it, and some it, it didn't have that much money, and then it got taken down. Obviously, Ariana gave the ring back. The Mac Miller news apparently really fucked her up. Yeah, that, that would really put a lot of pressure on a relationship. I can't even imagine, honestly. Again, yeah. like that's why it's like I I there's nothing gleeful about me winning this bet. No. Except for what am I gonna do with that five dollars? I don't know. You tell me. I also I could see them like getting worked together. Me too. Me too. The way that everything is spun like in general, like yes, this is a break like maybe they just called off their engagement. Which would be wise. Which would be extremely wise. They were dating for like two seconds before they got engaged. <laughs> so calling off the engagement seems smart. But, you know, yeah, it could be. They're also both so young. So young, That yeah. this could be one of those, like, kind of relationships you have in your 20s where you're like, no, like, not now. And then you, like, still kind of fuck. And then you're like, maybe later. And then you, like, get back. It's like, yeah, it could, it could be, be, like, messy a, for a long time. Messy for a long time. And we're all going to be here to watch it. Oh, Megan, you're a, a smart, beautiful career woman. Maybe now's your time with Pete. <laughs> Maybe it is. You know, you've been like really <laughs> on board in the, on I know. this in a way that I was surprising. Not for. I know. Here's some lingering questions that I have about this situation. My first question, which has already been answered, I'll ask it anyway. What will happen to Piggy Smalls? That's the pet pig they got. The teacup piglet that is certainly going to be the size of this table. That yeah, pig is going to be the size of a happens. mini of a fucking mini pony. Remember how George Clooney had a potbelly pig? Did for he? A really oh, I do time? remember that. What happened to it? It, it, died? Mean, it, it died. It died of like natural old age. causes. Okay. Apparently, Ariana is keeping Piggy Smalls. Okay. I feel like she could give it a slightly more stable life. I don't know why I think. Well, that. where's Pete Davidson? Maybe she live? should just give it to Frankie. I wish she wouldn't bring Frankie into this. How could I not? <laughs> okay. And then this question, which I think is more pressing. So when. Ariana and Pete got together. Pete gave her this pendant that he had had made of his dad's FDNY badge. Yeah. That he said was like his most prized possession. Does she still have it? There's no way she didn't. No. Give it she back. gave, I guarantee, she must have if given she gave back the, the ring, ring. She gave back that. And that. I would hope so. I mean, I would like almost guarantee only because I cannot fathom a person who would not. No. Do that. A monster. And she's not a monster. No. I mean, and if she is, she's like a tiny, tiny baby monster. Sweethearted one. Mm-hmm. With a big ponytail. With a big ponytail. So, yeah, they are broken up. Um, I lost a bet. Maddie won $5 and a pack of gum. And then the invaluable feeling of being right. Some better news. Meghan Markle is pregnant. Her womb has proven fruitful <laughs> for the winds align. <laughs> Thank you. She's due in spring of 2019. Now she's in it for the fucking long haul. I saw a nightmarish computer rendering of what their children might look oh, like I love when they do on that. the Daily Mail. And it was, it was not good. Good for you, Megan. Lock that shit yeah. in. Yeah, girl. You did it. You fucking did it. At the same time, imagine if like 
your pregnancy was like a national uh international. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just even think just like I'm like a literal in a literal way. Like yeah. it's like a national matter. Ugh. You know, just like the 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 bloodline or whatever. I know. That's freaking crazy. It's insane. It's terrifying. So Princess Charlotte yeah. is like gonna try to smother that baby. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Totally. Just because she's like, it's getting more attention than me. Yeah, she's going to kill the baby. It's fine. She's not going to kill it. She's trying to smother. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's not going to kill the baby. She's going to. not going to. She's just going to be like, we were just playing, mummy. <laughs> Holding like an 18th century like lace pillow over the yeah. baby. Okay. I didn't mean to drop it down the stairs, mummy. We were just playing a game. <laughs> it was for funsies. Um, <laughs> that yes. was, by the way, that that's fan fiction because I love Princess Charlotte. So no Hate. No hate. Uh, no shade. No shade. I also do not. I want the baby to thrive. And yeah, the have baby a great should life. be good. That's like a sweet way to be royal. You're not yes. ever going to have to like do any of the shitty yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. You just get to like you get be to a little fucker. Get all the things, but you don't have to like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is, she's this, this baby, boy or girl, is going to be. A lucky, a lucky. Dress like Nazis at costume parties, yeah. just like your, just like dear dad. Aww, or star in suits. Or star in suits, like your mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here's a fun little item. It's brief. Drake, I mean, this is not a surprise to anybody, but I find it very humorous to me because Drake is so fucking corny. He, I'm sure some of us remember during the, there was an award show. I think it was like the VMAs or something and Drake was presenting an award to Rihanna and he like basically confessed his love for her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. Yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, thanks. So LeBron James has a new show on HBO called The Shop. It's like a talk show situation. It's like a bunch of guys talking in a barbershop. Talking stuff, right. So Drake was on the show. He apparently, I mean, get in fucking line. He wanted to marry Rihanna. Yeah, that is the least surprising. Like, duh. You know, where I don't have the fairy tale like, oh, Drake started a family with Rihanna. Like, this is like so perfect. (laughs) Or like, you know, Drake, yeah, it's like it looks so good on paper. I wanted that too. uh, Well, I mean, of course. By the way, I wanted that too. I wanted that. You know, all right, Drake. Fucking relax. It's so funny. He is so cool. He's like the, I don't think I'm the first person to make this observation, but he really is like vibe-wise the male Taylor Swift. Yep. Yep. And just like, so just like He's so corny. All of his emotions. You cannot help but step around his emotions when you sit down with him because they're just like splayed on the table. 
I find his, like, friendship with LeBron very funny, too, because, you know, that Drake is terrible at basketball. Yeah, that's, like, a fun fact also. It's all very aspirational. (laughs) The one thing that Drake has done recently that has made me roll my eyes, except for this, that I will mention is he's in music video with Bad Bunny, my favorite 24-year-old Puerto Rican rapper, Latin Mm -hmm. trap king. Yeah. Todos están pendientes a ti. Drake is rapping and singing in Spanish. He is wearing a button-down t-shirt that with like 25 buttons unbuttoned and a big gold chain and looks like a fucking nerd. Uh, Twitter was really making fun of him, his Spanish very hard. There's a lot going on in that video, but I prefer to, when I watch it, I prefer to focus on a bad bunny. There was like a very <laughs> funny tweet, and I'm sorry, person, I can't credit you because... Okay. I don't know who you are. I don't remember. Perfect. But it was like, Drake speaking Spanish sounds like Justin Trudeau if he had only two hours to learn it (laughs) or something. Like, I don't know. It was just one of those things that was just like a Canada burn. Uh, I love a good Canada burn. Um, Speaking of Canada burns. Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Justin Bieber. Yep. He's still married to Haley Baldwin. That's great. Um, But... Bieber is going through some shit because Selena Gomez, his ex, duh, checked herself into treatment after suffering a panic attack. She's going through some shit. Rumors that I've read have said the reason that she's going through some shit is because fucking Justin Bieber married Haley Baldwin super quickly. And that has really fucked her up because they still haven't gotten over each other. Clearly, Justin is not still over Selena, whatever. I think there's probably more to it than that. Sure, sure. This is just, okay, This that was a very, a, a gloss. No, no, no. You are summarizing the article. I'm just commenting. Mm-hmm. This quote, I was, I read this and like screamed for an hour and then put it in this Dirtcast document. Um, this is from the website, The Hollywood Life. <sighs> Haley Baldwin is only 21, which I didn't realize. Yeah, they're all they're very chill young. babies. This is what. Hollywood Life says about, like, her new life as a married woman. Uh, (laughs) She's totally stepped up to support Justin through all of his emotions on this. With reports claiming that Justin and Haley's marriage would have been one of the contributing factors triggering Selena's breakdown, it's no wonder that Justin might have a lot weighing on his mind. Haley's his rock right now, the insider adds. With all the history that Justin and Selena have, this isn't easy for anyone. But Haley is putting aside all her feelings and just being there for Justin and letting him process everything. I mean, one thing I'll say is, like, the Hollywood life is a known uh, trash heap. They're the, right. Um, like, they, sure. they kind of report anything. Yeah, yeah, totally. But also, like, ugh, I feel like this is such, like, non-news where it's, like, couple reacts to thing happening to one of the couple's exes. That's true. It's just like, yeah. I just, but, I mean, good luck, Haley. Good luck, Haley. Haley's got a long, she's got a long life ahead of her for however long their marriage is. I mean, and hopefully. If, They're at beyond. I just wish Haley the best. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. We're all children in the Lord's kingdom, oh, you know. Oh, wow. We are. This next item seems it's another thing in like, it's like, is marriage hell? Is marriage hell? Maybe that's, maybe that's the subtext of this. Nicole Kidman talked to the BBC about her marriage to Tom Cruise, mm. which ended, I think, in like 2001. Is that true? 2000, 2001. They asked her if she ever had her own Me Too moment. Mm. And she was like, yeah, but like, I'm not going to tell you fuckers yeah, about it. fuck you. <laughs> like, sure, here's my trauma. Um, <laughs> God. 
But one thing she said is, uh, I got married very young, but it definitely wasn't power for me. It was protection. Mm. I'm just going to say those things are kind of the same thing. So, yeah. I married for love. Sorry, should I do this? I'm married for love. Oh, hello. I'm doing this for, for, for our Australian who producer. probably loves this. Yeah. Please continue. Yeah. I'm married for love. <laughs> <laughs> but being married to an extremely powerful man has kept me from being sexually harassed. Please. <laughs> I feel like that's where I got harassed. Are you from New Zealand? No, I'm from Australia. Are you sure? Yes. Um, our, the way our producer says that sounds like a New Zealand accent. Please right. continue. Uh, and then on her divorce, she says... I would wick. You but are I was from still New very. Con- I was still very cocooned. Ooh, that was a good. I was still very cocooned. Rachel, your thoughts? <laughs> so when I came out of it at 32, 33, it's almost like I had to grow up. <laughs> but she basically had to grow up once she left that marriage because it was time to stand on her own. Out of the, the uh, under from Scientology's wing. I mean, I don't think she, I think she was under Scientology's thumb, maybe. Right, not the wing, the thumb, a Um, large foot, perhaps. But at the very end of this BBC article with this quote, they just threw in, they're like, unrelated to all of this, Michael Caine also talked about Harvey Weinstein. Oh! Like, it really, like, had nothing to do with anything. Oh, I was wondering why that was in there. Okay. Here's some more accent work for you. Oh. From Michael Caine. Oh, my God. I, I feel so blessed. Please continue. There's one great thing, if it can be described like that, about Harvey and his behavior. <laughs> it's that actresses are safe now. <laughs> no producer would dare to do anything sexually. Uh, I am Michael Caine. <laughs> well, for starters, Michael Caine is an idiot. I love. I just love, like, oh, they got the one. They got the one bad guy. They got we the one guy. Put him in the pooper. Everything is fine. Our careers are fucked. You Women. and I, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Women are safe. Um, <laughs> what else are we going to talk I don't about? Know, I don't know. Well, Maddie and I are both leaving media. We're both leaving the podcast and yeah, then also media. Because the one bad man is gone. The one bad gone. man is gone. So I have nothing more to edit or write about. We have nothing to pontificate about anymore. Um, we're going to move to a goat farm in Montana. Good night, you princes of Maine. Uh huh. You sons of New England. Oh, wow. Good night, you princes of Maine. You kings of New England. That's from a movie called The Cider House Rules. It is, based on a novel by John Irving. It's Both of those things are true yep. about Michael. <laughs> you kings of New England. <laughs> That's dumb of Michael Caine to say. I just thought it was very funny because it was just like, it just shows he does not give a fuck. No, he does not. And like, you know well, what? Glad that they got the one. That's it. <laughs> And I'm glad Nicole Kidman is happy with Keith Urban, even though can't see how Keith Urban would make anyone happy. I bet he's very nice. Sure, he's very nice. He's another Australian. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I feel like I have, as an aside, we'll say I once in high school was homesick and uh-huh. PH1 showed a marathon of Australia's Next Top Model. Nice. And I got really good at it from watching that. But, okay. In a way that I think like everyone will appreciate. So Leah told me that, like, my boobs are too small for this dress. And I'm like, they're not too small because actually uh, my boobs are just big enough for the dress. And then she was like, you can't even come to the club because it's like you're anorexic. And I'm like, I'm not anorexic. Uh, I just am really skinny. And and then it just went on like that. Oh, my God. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, the babes. The, the, appro- approval. Anyway. Approval from Rachel. Um, Thank you so much. And it's like, why does even Rachel get to have an opinion on this? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel quietly like whittles a shank under her de- <laughs> shiv under her desk out of a boomerang. Yeah, uh huh. Out of a didgeridoo, actually. That is a lot of dirt. I think we've covered. We uh, covered all the dirt. We've dug around in some fucking dirt. So to shake things up, I had an idea that basically Megan and I would both write down three things, and it could be things that we don't know that much about, or things that we want to know more about, or it could be things that we've always wanted to talk about. Literally anything. Or it could just be like literally any garbage. Yep. Um, So (laughs) we wrote it down on pieces of paper, and we're going to draw them at random. Wow, guys. I hope you still listen to us after this episode. shaking the bucket. Shaking the bucket. I'm going to pull the first one. Yes, she is. Okay. Um, so I put this in. I could talk about this compellingly, but I would love Maddie to do so also. It is, what is the best teen TV show? Wow, that's I, such a good one. So the very first thing that comes to mind, and again, this I think is just like of my generation, is the OC. Welcome to the OC, bitch. This is how it's done in Orange County. Because that show felt very iconic at the time mm-hmm. in ways uh, like it kind of gave us like a couple to root for, mm-hmm. not Ryan and Marissa because who fucking cares, but Seth and Summer. Yeah. And then also like it was a kind of one of the first shows to like integrate like adult drama into it, even mm-hmm. though those were kind of the worst parts, but like yeah. anything that like going was going on with like Sandy and Kristen and right. Kirsten, excuse me, mm-hmm. Kirsten and her like horrible, like, ravioli noodle highlights that she had that were just <laughs> chunks. Or, like, Caleb McNichol, you know, the developer. They also kind of had, like, the peach pit after dark element mm-hmm. of, like, um, the bait shack where, like, bands, <laughs> great indie bands like Rooney would play. <laughs> um, so I loved that show. Gossip Girl, I, like, never got into as I hard. I Gossip Girl. But I Watched did all of it. love how silly it was. So stupid. You know you love me. I think for me, it's like, I know I should, I am of like the generation, I suppose, where like Dawson's Creed. Oh, yeah. But I never, I never got into Dawson's Creek, but I fucking loved Felicity. I mean, the teen television shows of the past of like like a Felicity, a Dawson's Creek, et cetera, those are very much different than the ones that are on now. But like, yeah. I love the bold type. Um, oh. I have, I've loved Pretty Little Liars, which is so unfortunate because that show I think is- I I watched the first season of Pretty ugh, Little Liars. All of it is so stupid and so good. The main thing that I took away from that is that Bianca Lawson, who yeah. is uh, Tina Lawson's stepdaughter- yeah. She doesn't age. She does not age. She's been playing a teenager like since a like decade. I think since Sister Sister. Oh my god! She like played like their nemesis on Sister oh, Sister. Oh shit! Um, and she's like still playing a teenager. She's at least how? 
I will look up how old. I think she's like my age. She's 39. Nuh uh. Fuck. She looks great. She looks like she is stunning. 20. That's nuts. Um, she reminded me too of what is actually probably my favorite teen what is show, but I don't know if it fully counts. Okay. Which is Buffy. Oh yeah. Oh, Buffy counts. Um they're in high school. Yeah, for like a for the first three seasons. And then they went to college. Yeah. I never really watched Buffy, but I think it counts. Like a Veronica Mars also probably counts. Oh, I love Veronica Mars. See, Kristen, you're bringing up another one. Kristen Bell kind of, I don't know, I struggle with her. Oh no. It's a daily. A da- well, I just her relationship with Dax Shepard, I think, is so gross. I I like him. <laughs> also, Degrassi, the next generation. Oh my god, I really how loved. could I forget? Yep. That's um, a good one. So those I think those are yours. Those are the ones that come to mind. What makes a good teen drama to you? That's a great question. I think what makes a good teen drama to me is that there has to be like, uh, like there has to be a sense of like heightened unreality. Like something about it has to be like so. Like the thing about Pretty Little Liars that worked for me so well is that they were fighting against this like one sort of multi, like multi-dimensional, like constantly changing entity that was like fucking up all of their lives. But Pretty Little Liars was essentially about like the surveillance state, mm-hmm. which is an incredible, an incredible subtext for a stupid fucking television show. I think ABC or Freeform does really hilariously like chaste, but also racy for a teen TV show. Um, sex scenes, yes. Like the bold type. I remember like I was watching an episode of that this season, and one of the main characters, this girl named Jane, who's really annoying was having sex with the dude that she's dating. But, like, it was not, like, it was not the kind of, like, sort of soft, lit, like, Vaseline lens sex that you would see on, like, Felicity, where it's just, like, someone's fumbling with a sweater. Like, she, like, climbed on top of this dude and, like, took her shirt off. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, they're supposed to be, like, young professionals, right? They're young professionals. I still, I mean, I guess that doesn't really count. I mean, Pretty Little Liars are definitely, like, teenagers. Yeah. The bold type, it's hard to say who their, their like, intended demographic is. But I mean, I think based on the show, you can, based on the network, you can feel like, okay, like, it's like late teens. teeny, right. So, yeah, I think, like, a heightened sense of, like, a, like a ri- sort of an air of the ridiculous. Yeah. Whether it be commenting on the surveillance state or <laughs> whatever else. Gossip Girl also kind of about the surveillance it state. It did. Hmm. A theme. A theme yeah. I'm noticing. <laughs> Interesting. And then kind of... Like, hilariously, like, racy sex that is just, like, funny. Degrassi aside, I think I kind of am all for, like, older people playing teens. Yeah. It makes the it less it's creepy like, when yeah, they, yeah. like, have, like, weird fuck parties or whatever. Yeah, yeah, when they have, like, orgies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have to be, like, a little too old. It has to be, like, it has to a heightened feel, reality. like, implausible a little. Right, just, like, age. I get it. Um, school has to be, like, such, like, a minor actual Like, an inconvenience yeah. rat other than anything else. I think that's great. Um, I love those answers. Yeah, and that's what I got. Um, do you want to pick a thing from the thing? Yeah, but it's going to be another one of yours because I can tell which okay, are yours. So I, because I wasted paper. Yeah, she used full Post-it notes. I did. I tore mine into little pieces. Favorite celebrity Instagram. I don't follow a ton of celebrities on Instagram. I really like LeBron James's Instagram. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> I tend to really like athletes like playing with their kids. That's cute. I mean, it's crazy. That's what I was gonna say.
And like, I'll, I don't know. I also think that he's a pretty interesting person. And like, LeBron, yeah, yeah, and he's also so huge. So like, that is like, like always th- impressive phys- to me. Physically large. Yes, he's a yes. Giant. He's, a big, he's a big man. Yeah. Um, another really good athlete. Instagram is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, OBG, it's pretty good. I agree. Uh, just because he like lives his life with like a lot of uh, zeal. A lot of zeal. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce's Instagram, I actually find that she like posts too much at once. Well, right, because she'll do like a dump. Not she, you know, like obviously her like person, whoever her but she'll Instagram do Yeah, she'll do like is. a dump. Um, I'm looking, I'm perusing my Instagram follows right now to see what my answer is. I think, you know what, I think, I think Tracy Ellis Ross has a very good Instagram. Okay. She does a lot of videos, which I think I appreciate from a celebrity because it's always her just like saying something stupid to the camera and then like turning it off. What's the name of my lips? I am lipping it with Pat McGrath. I'm wearing Christie in 1995 on my lips. And what's in the corner of my eyes? She has a really good sense of style that I find very admirable that I will never be able to replicate, which is totally fine. Um, her Instagram stories are often full of like, there's a couple of, like her and like Busy Phillips, and I'm sure there are many others that I do not engage with, will often do, they, they do a lot of like workout stories. Oh, yeah. So, like, I've seen Busy Phillips doing some sort of, like, insane, like... It's called, yeah, what is it? Lake Fitness or Yes, whatever. yes. <laughs> so, like, it's, like, the f- camera is down here and she's dripping sweat and you can see, like, a leg, like, doing something back here. It's, like, um, weird, like, trampoline Pilates. Yes, yes. It's, like, a trampoline Pilates bar class. It seems like it gets you into very good shape. I would know nothing about that. Obviously, Cardi B is fun. Oh, Cardi B's is the best, period. Cardi B's sister... Hennessy Carolina is she's still in sort of like her pre-fame celebrity Instagram situation. I don't know why you're mad at me. You wanted this. You wanted this wig so bad from Ruby's Pet Shop and they sent you all of these goodies for Halloween and you're sitting here with an attitude early in the morning, Missy. I want to be Ilsa. It's nice to watch. I'm sure there'll be a point when I unfollow because it gets to be annoying. The thing with Cardi B's Instagram is that to me it proves that she's like genuinely very funny. Yeah, no, totally. Like she posted a story over the weekend about how um, Offset threw her a surprise party. Yeah. Which again, they are so young. She's 26. I know. She just turned 26. I know, it's nuts. But like the way that he got her there was saying that he was taking her out to a nice dinner and then – but like – the Instagram story was after the party and she clearly was so drunk. And she was like, yeah, but I'm like hungry, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> well, Hub told me that he was going to take me out to dinner. And I appreciate the surprise birthday party and all that. But I'm fucking hungry right now. I'm hungry, but I'm so happy. I'm just... Yeah, she's great. I mostly follow reality stars. Nice. Because their Instagrams are more desperate. And I think right. that is funny. Housewives. They're all fucking housewives. Yeah. Or drag race contestants. Nice. Or they're on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I do follow a lot of drag race contestants also. Yeah, that's what I got. That's nice.
I'm gonna pick one of yours, which is a little. Am I touching one of yours now? There, is it small and, and ripped? Yeah. Okay. Ahem. <laughs> this is like playing celebrity, Melanie Griffith. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a lot of thoughts. So so Melanie Griffith. I have to go back in time to okay. this, the wild in seventies. Okay. Melanie Griffith's mother, who you may or may not know, is the star of The Birds. Oh yeah, Tippi Hedren. I did know that. Also, a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Because she got really into the idea of keeping big cats as pets. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so she had literally like a menagerie in her California home. Mm-hmm. And just like Google Tippi Hedren lion or like Melanie Griffith lion. Because there are these insane oh, yeah, photos from I think it's Life magazine. Yeah. From like around their backyard. Yeah. Of just like Melanie Griffith just like being lovingly mauled by but like a male a lion, ass, like with a mane yeah, and all that shit. Yeah, like a lion. Tibby Hedren got in trouble because the lion attacked someone totally. in their home. It's a lion. Yeah, um, it'll do but that. But then still was like, I want to make this movie about how uh, lions are great. The movie was raw, which was like shot with lions on location. And the lions... Fucked a lot of people up, including Melanie Griffith. Sure. And so she had to have facial reconstructive surgery very young because a lion fucking slashed her goddamn face off. Yeah, because that's what lions do. Yeah. But yeah, that movie is like an insane movie. You should just watch the trailer for it. She appeared as Melanie opposite her mother, Hedren, in the exploitation film Roar, Mm. directed by her then-stepfather, Noel Marshall. Mm. In the film, she uh, played the daughter of animal keepers Madeline, spelled my way, Mm. um, and Hank, whose various wild animals turn on them. Uh, Roar was a project (laughs) uh, devised by Hedren and Marshall and has retrospectively been deemed one of the most dangerous film productions of all time. Sure. Sounds Uh, like it. Filming Roar began in 1970 when Griffith was 11, that's um, and so was crazy. Shot intermittently over the next decade. On one occasion during the shoot, Griffith was mauled by a lion and had to undergo facial reconstructive surgery. Mm. Her attack and the injury is uh, visible in the finished film. So nice of her parents to keep going. To leave that in. I you know, know, I just like it's like <laughs> the art is the most important thing. Not the art, our child. The art above all. Whose face fell was, off. Fell off because of and a had fucking to be put lion. Back on. But I just just really appreciate that. It's a good weird and story. I, really just encourage you to, like, look at those pictures. It's not aspirational in the way that you should do it, but there is something, like, I can't think of anything more glamorous than being in, like, a silk caftan Mm -hmm. wearing full jewelry Mm -hmm. with my pet lion by the pool. I know. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Not saying you do it. Don't do it. But you could look at the pictures and, like, try to capture the vibe. Um, I think before we close out, I'm going to see what else we had written down. Yeah, let's do one more. I'm curious. Oh, this is a good one. Problematic celebrity crush. Problematic celebrity crush. I know what mine is. Okay, Adam Levine. Why is that problematic? I think Just because he's he is a, a such sleazy, a fucking sleaze ball. Like his music is bad. His personality seems bad. His clothing is like, unfortunately, attractive to me in a way that I like don't feel great about, but I recognize about myself and am okay with. I suppose. I started watching this season of The Voice, but the best part of The Voice is only the blind auditions, I think, because then it gets kind of like... But 
Adam Levine was wearing some sort of like beast adjacent, like a sweatpant, some sort of like top that I like couldn't really parse, like a lot of jewelry. He was sitting in those fucking spinning chairs with like one leg propped up on like the thing in front of him like this. And he was being a fucking dick. And I was like, I unfortunately would definitely have sex with Adam Levine and I don't like that about myself. He's my, one of my more embarrassing celebrity crushes. So that, you're thinking of problematic isn't just like Like guilty pleasure. Like gross for me. Yeah, like I'm not thinking of it as problematic in like problematic. Yeah. Because if I did, I'd have to think about it more. But like, yeah, Adam Levine is like my, the crush that I'm like. That's a really good embarrassing crush. Like I disrespect myself for having that crush. Plus he's like such good friends with, with Blake. Oh, yeah. Him and Blake are, like, disgusting together. (laughs) He is, like, sometimes he sings on the show, and I don't like when he sings. The only thing that he's done that I've liked is the song Moves Like Jagger because it sounds like Loose Vagina in the chorus. I will also admit that I watched the Girls Like You videos several times, even though it's not Not great. No, no, no. But there was something I found charming about it. It's unfortunate. Mine is, like... I think I like thought like bad men. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Ooh. Which I don't know. Fassbender. Oh yeah. I think he I think yeah. he's very uh, sexy in a sinister way. He is and that's sexy not in a something that way. I like to be attracted to because right. I think it's like a pretty um culturally unhealthy fascination. Totally. Like, did you ever see the movie Fish Tank? No. He like plays this tracksuit wearing creep who basically like Sleeps with his girlfriend's daughter. Don't mind me, girl. Carry on. I was enjoying it. As if. Dance like a black. It's a compliment. And what would you like? But also, like, he's so hot in that yeah, movie. I, I, yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. You said um, tracksuit, and I was, like, on board. It's like, yeah. okay, great. Sounds good. And she's, like, an older teenager, and it's, like, it's, like, a creep. It's, he's off, like, it's his like character bad. is awful. Yeah, yeah. But it's also just, like, it's like, hey, hello. <laughs> um, I'm of age. <laughs> yeah, and so that is my, I think, guilty crush. Because nice. it's, like, I, he's, like, the one that my upbringing and, like, all of my moral... Like, your moral center. Center, like, or, like, no. Which probably is, like, why I'm, like, yes. No, definitely. I mean, and Adam Levine is, like, someone I would definitely, like, I feel like I had a crush on someone very similar to Adam Levine in college and was, like, mad at myself then for even, like, being charmed by this fucking smarmy-ass sleazy motherfucker, but I'd still have sex with him. It's fine. Well, I feel like we both revealed a lot about ourselves. (laughs) I think everyone has learned enough about us, and I feel like I've shared enough. This was fun. Yeah, this is something that we will do again in the future at some point. Yes. One thing I want to say to, like, our listeners, too, is not saying, like, do our work for us, but also do our work for us. But if there's, like, something that you guys want us to talk about— like yeah, we love getting suggestions from people because like every now and then someone someone comes up, but someone writes an email with an idea that both of us are like, oh my god, that's brilliant. That's a great idea. We never thought of that, and then we do an episode about it, and then it's fun for yeah. everybody. So dirtcast at Jezebel dot com is Please. like where you can send those ideas. Please and thank you, um, and we'll shout you out. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. This episode was produced by Rachel Withers and was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. 
Majina Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.